Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Ben Blakey. It's Saturday, December 24th, 2022. Well, happy Christmas Eve, everyone. I hope that you have a great day preparing for Christmas, and I'd love to see you join us uh, this afternoon at either 3.30 or 5 p.m. at Heritage Middle School, if you are in the Treasure Valley, uh, for our Christmas Eve services uh, here at Compass Bible Church, and then tomorrow morning at 9 and 11 for our Christmas morning services. Again, those are different services. Um, Tonight, we'll have the choir and some special music and a message uh, on Christ as the King, glory to the newborn King. And tomorrow we'll just be doing an expositional sermon on Luke chapter 2, the the Christmas story there. And it's kind of an interesting juxtaposition today on Christmas Eve that we read Revelation 16, uh, a story about the wrath of God being poured out on the earth. Uh, as we read today, really about the seven bowls of God's wrath here in Revelation 16. And so I want to lean into this juxtaposition today and encourage you to read uh, Revelation 16 and even to think through some of the statements that are made. Uh, Look at what the angel says in verse 5. Just are you, O holy one, who is and who was, for you brought these judgments. For they have shed the blood of saints and prophets, and you have given them blood to drink. It is what they deserve. Wow. It's easy for us to read these bold judgments, which are so incredibly severe. These are intense things. And to kind of wince and say like, wow, God, that's pretty intense. Uh, No, the angel is saying, well, yeah, it is intense, but it is what they deserve. And I heard the altar saying, yes, Lord God, the almighty, true and just are your judgments. So here we see the cries in this day of judgment aren't like, whoa, God, maybe chill out a little bit. It's yes, God, what you're doing is true and just and right. Wow. Um, These are strong statements and they are true statements. And that's where we, we never want to downplay one aspect of God's character to try to play up another aspect of God's character, because in the end, you will cheapen both, right? If you try to downplay the wrath of God in order to play up the love of God, uh, you will end up cheapening the wrath of God and the love of God as well. But when we see here the wrath of God, and we even work to understand, no, the the wrath of God is just and right. It is what they deserve. Uh, and, And I would even go so far to say that without Christ, it is what we deserve. The wrath of God is just and deserved. And it's against that backdrop that the love of God still exists, that this weekend we will spend time celebrating the birth of a Savior. We will celebrate the incarnation. God became man. The the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen His glory. 
And so I want uh, Revelation 16 today to be a very intentional backdrop for you to the glory of Christmas. The wrath of God is coming. The wrath of God is just. The wrath of God is deserved. And while all of that is true, God has sent his son into the world so that we might be saved from the wrath of God. That is an amazing truth. And I think the more we understand the wrath of God and why it is deserved and just, the more we will adore the love of God, that it is even possible for there to be an escape from the wrath of God through Jesus Christ. So I hope that encourages you. Revelation 16 may seem like an odd Christmas Eve passage, but I think when we consider all of these things, I hope it's something that will only enrich your worship to God today and tomorrow as you celebrate the birth of our Savior. Uh, in the Old Testament, we finish up the book of Ezra today with Ezra 7 through 10. Uh, we took a break with some things there in the middle of the book, and you realize Ezra's not really in the picture until later in the book. And you, you see him now traveling from Babylon back to um, the, the land of Israel, to Jerusalem, and a great verse there, even for us to think about with revival from the Bible, is Ezra 7.10. For Ezra had set his heart to study the law of the Lord and to do it and to teach his statutes and rules in Israel. And obviously that verse resonates with someone like me who is a teacher of the Bible at our church through this podcast, the privilege of teaching God's word. And this verse is an inspiring and challenging one to me that I need to study the law of the Lord. This is something that's going to take work and it's not just an intellectual exercise. Then it needs to be done and then it needs to be taught. Uh, And this being a great verse for any teacher or pastor uh, to say, hey, study God's word, do what it says, and teach it to others. And while this verse may have, I think, special and specific application to pastors and teachers, I think there's ways every Christian should lean into this verse. Uh, Should you not study the the word of God, the, the law of the Lord? If it really is as good as the Bible says it is, shouldn't any Christian with access to the word, which is, well, checking my notes, yeah, all of you with access to the word of God, shouldn't you all want to study it? And shouldn't you all want to do it? In fact, that that's part of the Great Commission, that every disciple should be taught to do all that Christ has commanded. So you should want to study the law, and you should want to do it. And here's the thing, you should want to teach it to others. Now, your role as a teacher may not look like a pastor or standing up in front of a group and, and teaching a lesson, but I think every Christian should be interested in passing on what they learn from the Word of God to others. For instance, if you are a parent or a grandparent listening to this podcast, you have an audience to teach your children, your grandchildren. We are called to evangelize, to share our faith. That's teaching uh, the word of God to others. So every one of you should be thinking, how am I passing on what I am learning to someone else. Maybe it's just a friend. Maybe it's through mutual encouragement, but every one of you should be interested in passing on what you learn from God's word. 
just some other things about Ezra as we wrap up today. You see how he leans on God for protection. Um, and I love what it says in verse 22 of chapter eight, the hand of our God is for good on all who seek him and the power of his wrath is against all who forsake him. And he even talks about the good hand of God being on them. And that just being a great principle, seek God and his hand will be for good on you. And again, you can pervert that into extreme saying, well, then I'll never suffer or experience adversity. Not what it's saying. But we can trust in the goodness of God um, as we seek him. And then you see this uh, section in chapters 9 and 10 about intermarriage and, and even the instruction being to put away these wives and children. And that's where I think it's important for us to understand the difference between uh, descriptive passages of scripture and prescriptive passages of uh, scripture. Uh, some passages describe what, what we're supposed to do and, and some uh, passages tell us what we're supposed to do. This is a descriptive passage. And so be careful about uh, trying to take any of this and saying, well, if I'm in a bad marriage or if I'm unequally yoked with an unbeliever, I should divorce them uh, because that's what Ezra did. No, First um, Corinthians 7 explicitly tells Christian spouses, hey, if your spouse is unsaved, but they want to live with you, do not divorce them. And you have to acknowledge this was a kind of unique situation. They had just come back from exile and they already start repeating some of the same mistakes. This was a unique situation that required drastic action. Uh, so I think it's important for us to understand what is going on here and see the importance of it and even uh, to learn from their confession in chapter 10, but be careful about uh, drawing principles from marriage or divorce from this passage and trying to apply them into some uh, situation that you are in or that you have encountered. Uh, that's where I think there are passages that are more prescriptive, telling us clearly what God wants us to do that are more helpful in those situations. And that's why it's important for us to study the word of God, to do what it says, and to teach it to others. But I do hope you have a very Merry Christmas and wherever you may be, uh, some element hopefully of celebrating with your church family and then maybe also celebrating with your uh, physical family and above all, uh, remembering Jesus Christ and praising God that there has been born a Savior who is Christ the Lord, and that that is good news of great joy. The wrath of God is real, it is just, it is deserved. But God sent his son into the world to save sinners like you and me. That's good news. Merry Christmas. Thanks for digging into God's word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out revivalfromthebible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to compassbible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.